thanks for being here today. Welcome to 23. We're excited. I think it's, uh, is it Elena's birthday? Is it her birthday? She likes to make a fuss. So if you say, if you see Elena, say happy birthday to her. Okay, you can have a seat. Um, we do this thing in our neighborhood every, maybe three times a week, uh, where the kids will be done with supper, done with dishes, done with whatever we have to do, and then we'll hear outside that there's playing happening. <gasps> there's kids playing outside. Or we go outside, we start playing, and then people, oh, just playing. And so usually happens is every night or a couple nights a week, we kids are riding bikes in our, in our, on our street, and the parents are kind of sitting, watching for cars because kids don't watch for cars. And so we, um, we sit out there and talk, and then we stop at, like every eight minutes, and we say, oh, car, everyone stop. And then Don and Jeff drive so slow and carefully across. We're making sure. Uh, but it's been getting dark lately, and so we can't really see the kids as often. And so... Other night we were out, and then we'd be talking. All of a sudden, we hear a crash, and we st- everyone, all the parents stopped. And then we heard crying, and we all looked at each other. And then the said parent went and took care of that that kid. And about five minutes later, we're talking. We heard a crash. Oh, my turn! <laughs> right next time, crash. My turn. And it was, and and we couldn't see anything, but we could hear the crash, and we could hear the cry, and we knew the cry, right? You all, if you're a parent, you understand this. You, if you, in a busy area and you hear a cry, typically what I, I, we stop and listen. That's not mine, you know. You can tell from the cry or you can tell from the voice if it's yours or not, right? And so over the next month, we're going to talk about how does God work in our lives? You know, we're talking about God's promises for us, that his promises are really good and his plans for us are really good. But how does he work in our lives each and every day so that we can achieve and reach the promises that he has asked of us and for us. And so we're going to talk over the next week, how, how does God work in our lives? And we're going to take tonight, today we're going to talk about how God speaks. Next week we're going to talk about how God partners with us. The week after that, how God heals us. And then after that, how God transforms us. So we're going to have a good week and month, actually. So let's pray and we'll start talking about this stuff. Lord, you're here. We need you. We ask that your word would just speak through, um, through this time and in profound and real ways. Uh, we thank you so much for being a good father to us. Thank you, God, that you're not a God who sits distant, um, but really wants to engage and work in our lives each day. In the name of Jesus, we pray these things. Amen. I would suggest that most Christians in American culture live as what um, theologians call deists. They live as if there is a God, and he created everything, and he created you, and he sent his son to die and raise again and all this stuff. But yet God is just above and away, and we just are yet kind of living our lives as if he has no connection with our life, right? We either grew up a Christian or we have know the Bible stories or we realize, yeah, I asked Jesus in my life and I get to go to heaven. That's so great. But yet each and every day of our lives, we don't always engage God as if he wants to be connected into our lives. Would you, would you agree with that? I would say most people I know who are spiritual or have faith, so, you know, they, they don't always see that God is working so intentionally in their life each day. And, and the theologians would call us theists. That means that we believe that God is alive and well and working individually in our lives all the time. So, in our culture, it is kind of difficult and kind of strange sometimes to talk about how God speaks to us. Has anyone ever experienced that? talking to people who maybe aren't in your realm of belief or, or people from work, and you talk about, God, yeah, God told me this or said this, or like, God speaks to you? That's what crazy people go through, right? 
God talks to you. You hear voices, what you're saying? Voices, that's really good. I'll, I'll call the ambulance right now, and we'll put you away for a while, and we'll figure it out, right? And so does God speak anymore? Does God speak in our lives? Does he speak in the way that he did in the Bible? Does he speak in ways that he did maybe in other seasons of your life? And I think at times we, I experience too, I'm like, is God speaking to me right now? Or am I just kind of going about my business? Am I just trying to figure it out as we go? And I just believe that God's heart really is to connect with you and that he wants communication and connection with you. That he connects always his relation with us to a relationship. And I don't know about you, but in my relationships, we talk. We have communication. And when we don't have communication in certain relationships, I don't know what happens to you, but I'm like, oh man, maybe this person isn't my friend anymore. Maybe this person doesn't want to talk to me. Or maybe this, you know, you ever go through that? Or is that just me? Head, head nods help me, guys. Let's, 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 engagement, blood flowing, hearts pumping. Let's do it. So does God speak? This is what it says in Hebrews chapter 1. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets, and at many times, and in, very, and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. Okay, so if you know anything about the Bible, God didn't always talk to everyone. It's not really how it worked. In the, New, in the Old Testament, when he created the world, and he was with Adam in the garden, he would talk to Adam and Eve, and they would have this great, then he would stroll through the garden, they would talk. And then when sin entered the world, God would only typically speak through prophets. Okay, so it's not like, you know, God can speak to you, to you, to you. There was an appointed person who was an appointed prophet, and God would speak through them. Okay, God would speak through, Abra or through yeah, Abraham, he would speak through Moses, he would speak through Elijah, Jeremiah, Isaiah, all the prophets of the Old Testament. The real reason why those books are in the Old Testament is those are the prophets, and that is who God spoke to and through. So when David is called to be king, God doesn't come to David and say, David, you will be king. God sends a prophet. He sends Samuel. He sends Samuel to tell him that he's going to be a king. He, he, there was a messenger, okay? So in the days of old, God spoke through the prophets. So he spoke through specific people, and he wasn't speaking to everyone all the time. That's why the written law and the ceremony was so important, because they had to remember, because they didn't have the Holy Spirit inside of them, so that they could hear what God was saying. So they'd have to remember. They would come, and they'd sacrifice. They, okay, that's right. God is, we're covering our sins, and that's right. God did this for us. Okay, there, it's a remembrance of that, Okay? So that's how God spoke in the, in the Old Testament. But now he is speaking through his son. When Jesus came, and the temple of God had this, had this curtain, and the curtain was where the presence of God set. That's where it was. And when Jesus came and died on the cross for our sins, the temple and the curtain tore open. And some people have said, oh, that's so that we can come into God's presence. And it's not true. It's so that we, it was God's presence was unleashed on the world. It's that God's presence was no longer meant for one or two men or women. That God's voice and presence was not meant for the holiest of the holy, like CJ, right? God's presence was not just meant for those people to be able to, to on the behalf of everyone else, speak. That when the temple curtain ripped, it unleashed God's spirit into the world for all people to experience. And it says in John 16, which I love so much, if you want to know about the Holy Spirit, read John 13, 14, 15, 16. It's fantastic. And then he, Jesus says, the spirit of truth will come, and when he, he will guide you into all truth, and he will not speak his own word, but he will only speak what he hears. He will tell you what is to come. 
So again, there's no, there's no dialogue in the New Testament, in the New Testament church, for us who are New Testament believers, that God is elsewhere. It is like the Spirit of God will come when you, and he will speak. He will talk. And speak is not a fancy word. Speak means talk, speak. Just, you know, the Greek derivative of it is talk, speak. So how do we experience God's voice in our lives today? I am under the conviction that until a follower of Jesus can really hear from God and act on what he is saying, it is going to be hard to be effective in the kingdom. It's going to be hard to continue to maintain the hope that God has given us. And while so many people, and I think a lot of times we act like we got to come and hear from the guy who hears from God. Instead of understanding that the Spirit of God has been unleashed into your life. So there's a couple ways we hear from God. Are we doing all right? Oh, good. That was, that was better, guys. Good job. So there's a couple words that are, these are actual Greek words, so we can talk about those. The first word is the logos of God. That is the written word of God. The logos. I can't speak in, in any Greek language, so that's all I got. It says this, For the word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. We've heard this verse before, but it's very profound to the written word. It pierces... It's piercing to division and soul and spirit, to joints and marrow, to discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. See, we are given the word of God by God as his voice for us. That the Holy Spirit is inside of us, but he's also given us the written word. And the written word, is, we believe, is not just this book of stories and, and history, which it is those things. It's a great story. It's great history. But it is powerful. Now, when I read it sometimes, I'm like, okay, this was written for me. Remember the first time I really started to read the Bible, like when I got the dust off? You ever do that? Like, oh gosh, so bad. Oh, I was like in high school. I started to read the Bible, and, and I remember being like, oh my gosh, this is written for me, guys. And I would tell my friends, I think this, this verse, I think God, when he wrote it, he wrote it for me. I think I was a little selfish at the time, but that's okay. But also, I really saw myself as part of the story. So God will speak through the written word. So, if you do not read the written word, you are missing out on God's voice in your life. If you do not read the scripture, you're missing out on what God wants to say to you in one aspect of his speaking. It's the logos. It's the written word. It's we believe that his scripture is profound and powerful, that you can read the same part of scripture over and over again and get different things. It's multi-layered and multifaceted. And there's things I've taught on for 15 years, and then I read again, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never seen that before. It speaks to me for that moment in that time. That is not something that just happens because it's a really good book. We believe in the supernatural power of what it means to read his word. And so when we, and we don't say, we don't live everything by the Bible only, right? We have the spirit and the word. It's a connection that we live by. But if you do not engage the scripture, you do not hear God's voice for your life. Because it's one of the ways he has given us his voice. For all people. Have you guys seen the, video of these, of these people in China getting Bibles for the first time. If you just want to, like, get perspective, if you want to get a good, like, teardrop in your life, go watch that video. They, like, are like, oh my gosh, this is what we've been missing. And I think in our culture, the statistics are that we are becoming the most Bible illiterate generation in history since it was combined and canonized. And I think in some ways, people have used the Bible in bad ways. Anybody have seen that? We call them Bible thumpers, or they're like, well, the Bible says this. If anyone ever starts a sentence with the Bible says this, I usually don't listen to them. 
because I feel like sometimes they just want to prove their point instead of work out the love that they're finding when they read the scripture because the scripture changes your heart. It doesn't prove your point. And it doesn't cement your position. The scripture is the word of God that speaks to the hearts of his people so we can be transformed into Jesus' likeness for the world. So we have the written word. And that's what we do things like, like journaling is a really profound thing, like writing up the scripture, thinking about it, meditating on scripture, th- thinking what it could that mean, what it could it say. And there's like, you don't have to have a theology degree to do this. You, you don't even have to have the right answer. Right? That's not the point. The point is God has breathed his life into his word. That's why we worship and sing. The, the words are not just made up words, multi, multi, mostly they're, they're words of scripture. And we pray and we seek God through his written word. Okay. So I, I hope you feel challenged. Like, how am I, am I getting that part of God's voice in my life? The next one is the rhema. It's the spoken word of God. So when the Holy Spirit is actually, the word for the Holy Spirit actually means a couple things. It means things like partner or come alongside, which we'll, come, we'll talk about next week. It also means the breath of God or the voice of God. Literally the wind. Like there, some scholars think that whenever there's wind, it's like the voice of God coming through a place, which is cool. The rhema is the spoken word. So as New Testament believers, we are not just, God only speaks through the Bible. Because that is incomplete to the gospel. God speaks through the, the word, his written word, but he also speaks to the Holy Spirit, who's been given to us as a gift. Jesus himself saying, it is better that I go, guys. Because just so you know, is every person is going to get my voice and my words and my heart for the city and for the community and for people. It's going to be profound. He says this in John 14, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things, and he will remind you of everything that I have said to you. So at this time, they didn't have the Bible. They just, and, and they were writing it. They're like, okay, remember what happened? Let's, let's write about, Jesus told the story of the prodigal son. Let's write about when Jesus uh, healed, the, healed the leper or spit in the, guy, spit in the guy's eyes. What was that all about? Remember that? Let's write, write about that. That's literally what was happening. And so the, he, he's saying the Holy Spirit's going to come, and it's going to remind you of everything I did. And then the early church exploded, and they didn't have the New Testament. They were the New Testament. Because the Holy Spirit was the, the voice of God and the voice of Christ for their life. So how does God speak through his rhema, through, his, through the wind, through his breath? And this is where it gets a little weird, so buckle up. I'm just kidding. All right, I like to put it in terms of two things. There's impressions and expressions. Okay, impressions and expressions. I think when people think about, oh, God is speaking to me, they think, okay, I'm going to hear Lauren go to Nineveh, or whatever. I'm going to go to Golden, or whatever it is. He didn't say that. He said, stay with Aaron. (laughs) Just kidding. I think so. a lot of people think, oh, when God speaks, it's going to be like, come here now. I've never had that happen. I've never heard the audible voice of God, ever, in my life. Does God speak audibly? Absolutely. I know people who have. I know people who have seen lots of crazy things and aren't crazy, just so you know. So I like to put it in terms of impressions and expressions. In my life, the Lord speaks to me mostly in my thoughts. It's not a magical thing. It's not a mystical thing. 
It's not like, oh gosh, here's this other voice on this side. It's not the devil and the angel on each shoulder, right? It is like God is speaking through my thoughts because here's my belief. It's that God is, if the Holy Spirit lives and abides inside of me, that means that he is with me all the time, closer than a other human being. And so the Lord speaks through my thoughts. And if I'm asking, Lord, help me with this, speak to me through this, work through this, then I'm going to trust and believe in faith that in my thoughts I'm hearing that what is God leading me to do. So in my life, I rarely have crazy Holy Spirit, like supernatural visions from the above or anything like that. I don't, maybe five times in my life. But what I do have happen in my life regularly is I just feel like God speaks through my thoughts. Have you ever just had an impression, like, I really should do this? Or this is the right thing to do. That is God speaking to you. God isn't trying to make it weird. It'd be like ten times weirder if he was like, okay, now, turn left. Like, that'd be strange, wouldn't it? That's way weirder. Then the Holy Spirit is so close to me that he speaks through my thoughts. They're impressions. He speaks through my mind. He speaks just in my day. And, I, and there's scriptures that I'm taking every thought captive, and I'm, I'm trying to align my thoughts with God's thoughts. And so as I live, and as I think, and as I work, God speaks through my thoughts. So for you, you might be like, oh, I'd never hear God. It's not true. If you were a follower of Jesus, you hear God all the time. Because he speaks through your thoughts. He speaks through impressions in your life. Okay, the other way he speaks is sometimes he just gives you clarity. Have you ever been like, okay, what should I do, what should I do, what should I do? And all of a sudden you're like, I gotta do that. Just clarity. Like, okay, that's what I have to do. This is the path. This is the right thing. Or you feel like I got to call someone. You just feel so clear about it. God speaks through clarity. He's, he's telling you this is the right thing to do. Try not to disconnect God's voice from your person. Right? He has made you new. You are remade and renewed, renewed into a new creation. That means you guys are really closely connected. He might give you, I call it the Holy Spirit nudge. You ever get one of those? Where you're sitting there, you're thinking all of a sudden something comes to your mind. Oh, it's the, called the nudge, one of those things. Hey, call this person. Hey, do this. Hey, you forgot this. Hey, this is, needs to happen. It's like a wife. Hey, get, get going. <laughs> These are just impressions. These are not crazy supernatural experiences. They're clarity. They're little nudges. Sometimes I say things, and I get a little nudge, like, oh, shouldn't have said that. It's called the Holy Spirit speaking to me. <laughs> or I do something like, oh, shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have thought that. It's the conviction, the nudge, the clarity, the impressions. These things just happen in the normal everyday of our lives. And our job as followers of Christ is to have enough faith to believe that God would speak to us and then enough faith to believe that, well, that was it. And I've talked to people before, like, I really feel like I'm supposed to do that. I'm like, oh, that's God speaking to you. That's how God speaks. And, well, he doesn't speak to me. I mean, what, what are you waiting for? You're waiting for the fire to come down from heaven? Like, I, it just, that's not what, the way it happens. And it wouldn't be of no benefit, honestly. He's like, why do you want something so big when I can be so close? Why do you want something so expressive when I can be so, so connected to you? So God works through impressions. He also works through expressions. So these are the super things you can't explain. These are the weird things. I've had weird things happen in my life, and I can't really explain them, but I also know that they're true. And we live in a culture that just wants to explain away every supernatural aspect of God. And for those who've experienced the supernatural things, you cannot explain it away. Well, I probably didn't get enough sleep. It's like, no, typically I'm like, oh, that was God, right? Miracles, healings, we'll talk more about that in a couple weeks. Some people, have, I know, literally have seen 
God and have seen, heard God audibly. They've had like moments like that where they've had crazy, like I had a guy one time that he was having this really hard season of life. He's like, God, do you even love me? And then out of the, he was sitting in the, in the woods and out of the woods came a deer and the deer put his head on his shoulder. And he's like, I wonder what that could be. I'm like, I quit, I quit. <laughs> God can speak through supernatural things that make no sense. God spoke through a donkey in the Bible. Read that story. It's pretty intense. The donkey turns and talks. Wow. God can speak through visions and dreams. I've had visions. I've had dreams where I just am walking or I have this snapshot and I, it brings clarity and it's usually tied to what I'm going to do in the future and I'm like, holy cow, that's crazy. Or before I moved here, I had five dreams in a row every night that were incredibly profound to having us to move to this and do this. And so God can speak through ways that don't make any sense, right? That people will try to you know, explain. Um, there's this expression called the whisper where sometimes you feel like you hear something, but you just know it's, some, it's not God. Like I've, there's been times where I feel like God's speaking so loud, but it's not audible. It's just like such an impression. And so God has a spoken word. He has a, he has a breath. He has a voice that he wants to speak in your life. And it happens in impressions, just in your thoughts and in your life. That's why a partnership with the Holy Spirit is so cool if you can identify it and discern it, is that you realize that God isn't just like doing, wanting to do everything for you, but he also wants to partner with you and guide you through all things. And then I think it takes a heart that is asking and willing to say, will you show me the, express, the expression of your love? The reason why we don't see the supernatural is a lot of times people don't really ask for it. Or they don't, they're too afraid of it. And God is a good father. He will not just like, all right, here comes the thunder. You know? But I know people, if you ask, like we've talked about for months and months and months, if you ask for anything in my name, I'll do it. And there's times where I need, I'm, I'm like, God, I need something expressive. I need to know. I need something right now. Let's do it. But mo- nine times out of ten, it's just the impression of the Holy Spirit in my life. And what maturity is in Christ isn't how much you know the Bible. Maturity in Christ is how well you can discern his voice in the Spirit. So that's why we read the Word to get his written Word, but it's also that we understand that it is beyond just his written Word. He wants to work in and, out, in and through our lives each day. Are we doing all right? Freaking out? All right, next thing. And this is connected to the spoken Word. It's the next thing we hear God's voice is through creation. You, you know why we love creation so much? Because it disconnects us from the noise and it actually is the closest thing we get to the Garden of Eden. It's the closest time we get to the Garden of Eden. See, when God created the whole world, he created in six, five days, and on the sixth day, he created us, right? However you want to translate that. And then God said, this is my, you, are, you I made in your image, now go, be fruitful, multiply, enjoy the earth. Go and experience, and it actually, it actually, one of the words is to, like, dominate the earth, okay? The word doesn't mean, like, you take it and you destroy it, like what we're doing, it, but it means, it means that you, you, you take it as our very own possession, like, this is the earth that God has entrusted to us, and the reason why you and I love the mountains, and why most people are there today, is because the, it's the closest we ever get to Eden. It's the closest we ever get to experiencing the God who created this world for us. That's why we love it. 
That's why I don't know about you, but when I, I'm up there, I'm like, I'm like, everything is so clear in my brain. And I feel like God is on, in every tree, and there's a squirrel, you know, and, there's, and I'm just like, wow, God is here. Like, I really feel that. That's why people run who do not know God to the mountains and to the, some people like the plains. I don't get it, but whatever. Um, or to lakes or to wherever they go. That's why they just flock and they sit for hours and they watch. Romans 1 says, all creation shows the glory of God. And when people are in creation, they realize there's something bigger and deeper. It says this, the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. Now this is cool, I think. They have no speech, and they use no words. No sound is heard from them, yet... Their voice goes out into all the earth, the words to the ends of the world. That's so cool. What is he saying? He's saying that all creation is speaking, but it doesn't say words. It's not saying a bunch of stuff, but the voice of creation is going through the whole world to show that there is a God, and there's a God that's created us and given us this world to love and enjoy and to steward in a profound way. That's why you and I love to get up there, to go that way. And if you like going east, God bless you. You know, that's between you and the Lord, I guess. The flowing grasslands. So God speaks to that. That's why we want to go there. And God will speak to you in those places because it's the closest we get to Eden because God has given us the world to love and to steward. And when we get out there, we see and we know and we experience it. It's profound. So escape to the mountains if you can. Last thing, this is really important. We're going to talk about this in a couple weeks, too. Last thing, the way that God speaks, and he speaks through lots of crazy ways, but these are the profound ones. And the next one is people. God speaks through people. It's the value of why we do community. It's the value of why we do Christian community. And while we gather in the name of Christ, it's not so that we can just have this great club or we can eat some cookies, which are delicious, but it also is that God has said that there is incomplete words if you are not around people. God will speak through his word. He'll speak through the impressions, but he'll also speak through people. When God made Adam, he did not end there. Did you know that God, God made Adam and Adam was in the garden and he had everything and Adam was incomplete. Wouldn't that mean that God failed? Well, why would, why would he be incomplete if he created everything? It was great. And there was a yearning in Adam's heart that was incomplete. So for Adam, God was not enough. For Adam, God was not enough. For you, God alone is not enough. He would never intended. He doesn't, it's not an ego trip for him. I want you to only trust in me always. Look how great I am. That's not how God is. God has given us each other. And Adam was incomplete without Eve. And it was perfect. And God is not the only thing that is enough for you. You need godly brothers and sisters in Christ that can speak the incomplete things that you cannot hear. Have you ever had like five, have you ever done a puzzle? And you like can't get this one part? I love puzzles. Especially in the winter, snow days, and like coffee for like nine hours. It's so great. And you're like stuck on this one part. And then some jerk comes and just like puts them all in in like 30 seconds. You're like, what the heck? That's the way God does it in your life. 
There is things that you are not hearing on purpose. That God is not telling you on purpose. Because his desire is not that you just become the czar of God that always hears God for everything, but his purpose for you is that you link arms with other people because where two or more are gathered, that's where God is. And God will leave part of your vision and part of his words incomplete in your life, not because he's cruel, because his desire is for that you and I would get the rest of the puzzle from other people. That's how it works, right? You ever talk to someone, you're like kind of sure about what to do, and then like halfway through the conversation, you're like, oh yeah, that's totally it. Or they say something, or, or they bring something up, or you hear, you hear some teaching or something, you're like, oh, that's what I was missing. It's not because you're not faithful or a good follower of Jesus. It means that that's the reason why God intended us to be together. That's why Christian community is so profound. And that's why the assault of the enemy is not right now on a lot of other things. The assault of the enemy is on Christian community. That the church has no value anymore. Wouldn't that be so convenient for the enemy? Where the saints would not gather. And they would not hold each other up. And they would, they would rely on the 500 million sermons they can hear all throughout the week online. Which is great. But God speaks through his people. He'll speak to you and to me through sharing. Through, I know this is going to be a word, the Greek word for this is listening. If you can, if you've ever heard of that, it's called listening. <laughs> it's where you don't talk as much and you let other people talk. You don't just wait to talk. Okay, you're done. Now my turn. It's like, no, you actually are like, oh, okay, yeah. I know it's hard because we don't have that modeled for us very much anymore in culture. It's through the sharing of ideas, sharing your thoughts, sharing what you're experiencing. It's through listening and hearing and gleaning from other people. Because if we're the body of Christ and each of us have an aspect of God in us, that I, do, I have an incomplete part of God's heart in life. And I only have that when I'm in community with you. And I have an incomplete part of his voice for my life because I'm just not, I'm not the whole body. I'm not the guy, right? Newsflash, you are not the person. We are his people. It's through each other that we can encourage, we can speak God's word, we can give each other courage. We can give guidance, which can sometimes mean correction. Hey, I don't think this is, going too well for you. What do you think, <laughs> you know? There's sometimes I do not hear the Spirit for that. And then other people would be like, hey, uh, you're kind of being a jerk, honey, you know? <laughs> not that I've ever been told that. She's never used the word jerk. <laughs> it's been 15 years, so. And also sometimes God will use, he will speak such profound words through people, through the prophetic Man, I really feel like God's saying this for you. You know, when the Apostle Paul was going to go on his last missionary journey, and they were in, they were in the community of people, and, and the, one of the persons like, I need you to sit down. He took, a, he took a rope, or he took his tunic off, he took his belt off, and he tied up Paul's hands and feet. He says, this is what's going to happen to you when you go. You're going to be bound, and you're not going to come back. And then they wept together. He told him that this was going to happen. And then Paul went and he never came back. He was killed. But the, the community of believers is a community of people that God, that, that completes God's voice in your life. And so if you are not in, if you don't have a per, close personal friend that's kingdom-minded, 
that's willing to share what they think God wants for you, and, and you're not willing to, and willing to listen and share and back and forth and speak words, and when they're discouraged, you give courage, and when you're discouraged, they give courage, or however that's said. Um, if you don't have that, you're missing out on part of God's voice. You're missing out. There's an incompleteness to your relationship with him. Because even Adam was incomplete, and he was perfect. So why don't we hear God's voice? Today, I just want to come up. We're just going to pray and close because I talk too much. So why don't we hear God's voice? You can keep the lights on, dude. We're good. You know what we could talk about for like, uh, like six weeks? How we, uh, how we just, why we don't hear God's voice. We could talk about that a ton, couldn't we? Oh, I just don't feel like I'm good enough. I just don't feel like I'm worth it. I don't feel like I know enough of scripture. I don't feel like I know enough or I'm, I'm spiritual enough or I feel like I have tons of questions that I don't have answered. And we could talk a lot about that. This is not good enough, right? Or we could talk about how only a certain people hear from God and I'm not really that type of person. Or we could talk about tons of things. And I just don't even want to do that. You know what I want to quit doing? Talking about how we just don't feel adequate enough. I think it just gives it more power. I think it just gives the enemy a little bit more like, okay, we're going to just focus on this now. Let's focus on all of our inadequacies and our struggles. Let's focus on all of the reasons why we're not good enough. When Jesus is like, listen, in the midst of you not being good enough, I am your Savior and I'm here. So rather than talk about all those reasons why, we're just going to stop doing that. And we're just going to say, you know what, Lord, we expect to hear your voice. As worthless as I feel some days. Lord, we expect to hear from you because you died for me. We expect and anticipate it. And when you start living that way, what happens is this thing called apathy that's in you and me, that you just feel so bad all the time, you're so stressed all the time, and you're, all, and you're so like, you've heard it all before, and this thing called apathy, when you stop just trying to figure out why you don't want to and start focusing on like, listen, we're just going to expect God to speak. We're just going to expect, not because we are the greatest and we performed so great this week, because that is filthy rags. It is because we are God's children and he loves us. He's put us in a community of people where we can learn, we can hear through his logos, through his word, through his rhema, his spoken word. We can learn how to discern our thoughts and then we can learn from each other. If you just want to close your eyes, I want to read this last verse and then I just want you, I want to pray for us that we would start to experience the God that loves us that we start valuing three things. Valuing his, his written word. That we start being open to his spoken word. And that we would commit to tying ourselves to people to get the full piece of what he wants to speak. So here's what this says in, in Proverbs chapter 2. My son, if you accept my words, my son or daughter, if you accept my words and store them up Store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom, applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for wisdom and insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for, as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. If you just, if you just want to experience God this week in a new way and through impressions, maybe expressions, 
Would you just put your arms out? I just want to pray for you, for God to, to do that in a new way. If you just feel you have to lift them up, you just open them up just to receive from him. God, I pray for everyone here as if they're searching for treasure, as if they're seeking silver and gold. I pray as inadequate as we feel and as unworthy as we think we are to experience God's love and his voice. We seek understanding. We seek to know you. We seek to hear you. We seek to discern you. We seek to listen. We seek to read. We seek to hear from each other. And your promise is if we do that, that you will give us, you will entrust to us understanding and the knowledge of God. So Holy Spirit, would you do that now? Would you just help us to hear your voice, even in this moment? In this stillness, maybe you just tell us that you love us. Maybe you just remind us how, how you have everything in control. Maybe you're already starting to work out what's the problem, the problems in our week next week. But Lord, help us not to live like they did in the old times. Because it's no longer, you do not just speak the prophets only, but you speak through your spirit. Your spirit is in all of us. So Holy Spirit, speak to us now. Just take a second. Just breathe, breathe in the breath of God that he gave you. Listen to your thoughts, the whisper of, of his love. as we open up the, your word this week, your written word, or open that app, pray we would have an experience where we feel like this is written for us, because it was. As we go out, I pray that we would be tuned to you, what you are saying in our lives. And in our relationships, God, that we would get the rest of the story and the completement of the puzzle. And we love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Why don't you stand? Or actually, don't stand.